Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast, where host and lacrosse expert Jamie Monroe will do what he does best, talk about lacrosse. Each episode will provide listeners with education, insights, stories, and lessons about the lacrosse world. We will discuss current events, coaching, philosophies, and college lacrosse recruiting. Now let's get started with your host, Jamie Monroe. All right, I want to welcome Joe Alberici, head coach from the United States Military Academy. Joe's been there for 13, 14 years, I think, coming up. And uh, Joe, really fired up to be catching up with you and have you on the Phil Across a few podcasts. Uh, welcome aboard. Jamie, thrilled to be on here. Appreciate you having me. And uh, I've uh, enjoyed uh, listening to your previous podcasts and, and looking at a lot of, uh, of the content that you're putting out. So uh, 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 thrilled to be part of it. Thanks, buddy. All right. Um, I know I asked you this in our pre-conversation, but I got to bring it up again. What's the count? <laughs> uh, you, I, every time I get asked, I just laugh because I laughed the first time you said this to me, too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're about like, it's. I know it's over 2,300. It's 2,300 and, and change. 40s or 50s, yeah. So what I'm referring to, everybody, is uh, Joe started uh, um, working out 2,300 and change days ago and decided he was going to try to work out for what's the what are your minimums what 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 what, what do you classify as a, as a as a workout so so workout um what i enjoy most is competing you know so um i've got a few different sports i play uh fortunate here it's a vibrant uh community here at west point but basketball and and, and um ice hockey so there's a 6 a.m games which is beautiful because you, you know you get it in you get in the bank yep. and it's done. it doesn't cost you anything in your work day really um and, and i play tennis also uh so those are called workouts so it's not necessarily just being in the gym yeah uh, but i assure you they're pretty competitive um, I'm, I'm like the old man around those things so it, it's a little harder but then uh um the if you're going to run it has to be three miles uh, minimum and then if you're going to be on a machine it has to be a 30 minute minimum so try not to live on the minimum but those yeah. are some of the standards that's then, how you draw the line yeah and then the, and then the, in the weight room is the weight room I, I, I've been, I give that a good effort so so uh, I don't have a like a standard of like how many minutes I have to be in there but you know those typically take anywhere from 50 to 50 minutes to an hour and 15 so well, it's pretty awesome that you're, you've been able to do that. And I, when I was thinking to myself about asking you live without asking you in the first place, I was like, well, what if, you know, he couldn't do it? And I was like, wait, man, there's no way he's not keeping this up. When you get to 2300, you, you know, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to figure out a way to get a workout no matter how bad you feel. Right. Uh, that's, that has been the case. It's kind of <laughs> taken on a life of itself of its own. Cause I really haven't, um, it wasn't what I set out to do. Right. Um, you know, I've always kept a, a book uh, on, on what I've, not always, uh, 10, 12 years ago, I started, you know, just keep logging my, my workouts and nothing, nothing major, you know, just what I did. Um, and I, I found that as a way of um, a motivating factor for me, just the fact that you put it on paper. And, you know, most people who work out, can recount what they did this past week. But if you start putting on paper and you look at maybe some of the holes that were in your workouts, you know, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, you know, it, it was motive, you know, it, it can motivate you to make sure you get, get to it the next day. Um, and I don't know, there's something about uh, writing, writing it down that is very gratifying. So I just keep it on my nightstand and, and, you know, just simple like, Hey, b-ball. You know, there's not, there's not much to it. There's not yeah. minutes. There's not, you know, um, not a lot of other annotations to it. It's just, yeah, it's cool. and, um, you know, I guess I'm a simple guy and, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, motivated me. So I just got started, um, back in 2012 and, um, had a few, you know, a bunch of days in a row. And, and so I'd always worked out, but, um, I had a bunch of days in a row and, and then, I was like, well, you know what? I'll take this to my birthday. And then, you know what? I'll take it to here. And then all of a sudden you're looking at 60, 70, 80 days. I'm like, I got something here. And, uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I, I just, you know, I've been healthy, uh, have worked through some injuries and, you know, working, working with some injuries right now, but you know, nothing that has been uh, debilitating. So 
Um, well, and, I think we met in a weight room up at the New England lacrosse camp. That's right. I think you had a, I'm pretty sure you had a boot on your foot. I did. That, 1993. Was, like, that was like a very, that had to be 88, 89? 93. No, it's earlier 90, than that. 92, 92, 92. Oh, so it really, it was 92. I thought it was maybe a little bit earlier than that. But yeah, Al Brown. Um, Al Brown. A great, that was a great lacrosse camp. That was. The New England lacrosse camp, so. Well, before we get into talking about your coaching journey, uh, along the way, I, I, uh, I just got a great story about the 2010 playoff game in which you guys upset Syracuse in the Dome. And I did that game with ESPNU. And I did it with the legendary Jack Emmer. And it was so incredible to watch how excited he was trying to be professional behind the mic but pumping his fists every time you guys were scoring. It was so, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he was a mentor of mine. I, I coached for him for a couple of years here in, in the mid nineties. And, um, you know, as uh, has been an amazing uh, friend, you know, ever since that time. And on top of being a mentor um, and actually uh, he and his wife, Joni are uh, godparents to my daughter, Isabella. Oh, so, cool. Uh, we still we're we're still very very close, and there's actually the guest bedroom in our in our house. Jamie is uh, is called the Emmer Suite. So <laughs> we, have, we have like a little area because he does spend a lot of time at our house for various things uh, here at West Point. But it's called the Emmer Suite, and uh, um, he, he gave us a little tag that that had had it, the Emmer Suite, and we've kept it up there. Um, you know, I guess for Love the last it. 13 years, yeah. The Philocrosophy Podcast is brought to you in part by the JM3 Coaches Training Program. If you are a coach interested in sharpening your saw, like so many of the guests on the show, you are going to love the content in this program. Go to www.jm3coaches.com for more information. So give us a little breakdown on, on, on you know, your coaching journey. I did learn something about you today that I did not know. I mean, you know, I knew you could shoot the rock in basketball, but I didn't know you were such a great distributor, averaging 4.6 assists. Who is that? Oh, 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 back from my college days. I'm college across on my uh, basketball because I don't, I don't, I don't pass the much the ball I that know, much. I know. That's why I was like shocked. You know, <laughs> I just think of you as a as a as a three point shooter and a post up guy, and you know, <laughs> yeah. But mm. um, but anyways, give us a quick rundown on 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 really on your coaching journey. What you know, and and, and your mentors along the way, and, and and I think what people love hearing is you know people's journeys and what they kind of learn and what they've taken from it, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, you know, mine, mine started very early and, and, and it, it was, uh, I, I call it like I hit the parent lottery. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way, but um, I just had two, I still, they're still with us, amazing parents, uh, both are educators. Uh, my, uh, and my father was a, a, a longtime football coach in the community oh, cool. next to us, high school football coach, and um, a successful, a very successful one. Um, but I would say that that's where, you know, my, my uh, coaching if I'm calling my coaching tree, that's, or, or, you know, or where I come from, that, that is certainly the one, um, because, you know, it was, it was education, um, important in our family and, and because both of my parents taught at the high school level. And, uh, and then of course, watching the coaching piece uh, that my dad did, my dad had, and, um, you know, our ability to be part of the program as ball boys and, and, and that whole thing, uh, just left the indelible mark and, watching his relationships and, you know, uh, that he had was something that I knew I wanted to do. So I knew I wanted to teach and coach, um, from, from the very beginning. And that certainly, uh, through my, through my parents and, and, you know, much more of how they demonstrated, um, those relationships as opposed to like what they said about it. Right. Um, and then, um, and then I, uh, I went to Alfred university, a, a division three school in upstate New York. And, um, in my sophomore year, Al Brown uh, came, and that that was really, uh, boy, I, you know, I don't know where what I could say. I can't say enough, I guess, about Coach Brown and what he means to me, uh, continues to mean to me. But um, uh, a great, great coach. For the first time, Jamie, I really, um, I, I, I learned from him that lacrosse can be a lot of fun to practice. 
you know, I mean, it was always a lot of fun to play, but he, he just, I mean, just really enjoyed it. Um, you know, his interactions with the players, uh, who, who to this day still have tremendous, tremendous respect for him. Um, but just, um, the introduction of, 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 um, how he taught the game was, was really, um, or introducing me to how he taught the game was really influential and still is, you know, we still have a bunch of drills that coach Brown uh, gave us back in, you know, uh, back, back in 1987 or 88, 89 in, in those years. So, um, uh, and uh, coach um, was uh, continued to be an influence to me as I went on to graduate school, I stayed right at Alfred university and, and, and pursuing my master's in, in education. And I, I got a chance to coach with him, um, uh, and, and at Division Three at that time, for sure, you, you got a lot of responsibilities when you're a GA because there were no other assistant coaches. Okay. You were the assistant coach. So um, had a lot of responsibilities. And uh, from there, um, I, 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 I spent two seasons there and then one year uh, as the head coach at Oneonta State, which was a pretty unique um, situation for me where I had uh, – I had uh, two or three players that were older than me. I was only playing. <laughs> I had a couple that were older than me, and then there was one young man. Uh, well, he was roughly my age too, but he 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 was a freshman on the team at Alfred when I, the the year I was a senior, and then he had transferred to Oneonta. Now I was coaching him, so as the head coach. So uh, that was that was a remarkable experience, and and uh, just. Uh, that that one year I spent there was was awesome. I really loved it, and and uh, to kind of get that head coaching experience. Not really, I had no idea what I was doing, Jamie. But you know, it was uh, it was uh, with a group of guys that were pretty hungry, um, and and were were anxious to to taste uh, victory. So um, that made it a great year, and then uh, I got a great opportunity um, to to come on to coach Emmer's staff in 1995 and 96 as his assistant and. You know, I, I just feel like, um, you know, forever, I'm forever indebted to him. Um, when you just talk about it, uh, about a true professional, you know, and I know you probably feel the same way, you know, about a pro's pro and, and that was Coach Emmer, you know, yeah. um, just the, uh, how you attack a day in the office to, you know, uh, working with your players and the systematic, you know, in the systems in order to, to try and get the most of them, uh, amazing couple of years. And then um, I got a chance to go down to uh, with Coach Press, uh, Coach Pressler um, at Duke University. We spent nine years together there, and uh, you know another uh, uh, incredible, incredible experience, and and uh, you know so much of uh, of of uh, what he did uh, with his in building that Duke program. Um, you know, from from really, I, I think I think before he got there, they may have won four games. Uh, in ACC history, and right. he really did an amazing job there, and, and I was fortunate to to be with him for nine years. And so your second year, or your first year there was '97 when you guys yeah. went to your first Final Four, right? That's right. Yep, we went to Final Four. Uh, had a had a, a great come from behind win against Hopkins in the quarters. Yeah, and, um, played played Princeton, and and uh, um, we uh, we went down. Um, six to one, six to one right away in, in our first final four and then battled back when we're up nine, seven. And, um, uh, we, we uh, had a fast break and, and that we didn't convert upon like maybe about five something to go in the game. And, and then we never had the ball on the offensive end the rest of the game. Um, you know, they, they were a tremendous team they were, uh, with uh, coach Tierney and coach Metz Bauer, tremendous coaches. Um, but they, they scored the next three and, and um, never got a chance. But we lost 10-9. And then my final season, um, we, uh, in 05, uh, we had a chance to uh, – um, we got back to the final four and um, we lost to uh, Johns Hopkins 9-8 um, uh, in, the, in the national championship game. And, and then six days later, I was hired here at West Point as uh, – you, you said earlier, I'm starting my 14th season. Yeah, awesome. And um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it's like to be a head coach at a military academy. I mean, it just seems like, you know, being a head coach is a big deal anyways. When you're a head coach at West Point, 
you know, it just seems like uh, just an amazing amount of uh, responsibility and what an honor and, um, and just, you know, overall culturally and historically and just, you know, I don't know, just defending our nation. <laughs> um, just tell us a little bit about how that feels and, and how you feel about it. You know, uh, when, when I was at Duke, I, I felt like at that time, or at least it was my thinking, I thought I had the very best assistant coaching job in the country. And, you know, I wanted to make sure when I was a head coach that I was going to a place um, that you felt really good about representing, you know, and, and um, because of all of that it stands for. And and because, uh, um, as you know, uh, from doing it for so long, so much of what you do in college coaching is recruiting, you know, and you wanted to be able to, you want to be able to be able to present opportunities that you felt good about what you were presenting. You know, I guess I didn't really articulate that well, but um, uh, so when, when the West Point opportunity came about, um, you know, just, uh, just really uh, blessed, very privileged. Um, it's a, it's a, just a great, great honor. Um, uh, I love, I love uh, this place. I'm very passionate about this place, what it stands for, what it can do for a young person in terms of developing uh, them um, and what, you know, what those, these young people end up doing for our country is, is so humbling, you know, so humbling because, um, you know, to make that, those kind of decisions when you're um, 16, 17, 18 years old, um, you know, you, you are, you are, uh, you, you're taking a, a path less, less chosen, you know, and um, that's no really something, um, something to uh, be admired. And, I, and that's why I love and admire my, my, my players so much um, because of those decisions that they make and, and the young, young people that they are. And what they're committed to, you know, um, my, uh, we were talking about it earlier, but my son's a sophomore at North Carolina. My daughter is a sophomore at Oregon. And, and I know firsthand from a dad's perspective, not to mention having coached all these years, but just looking at what the athletes have to do these days. It's, it's an incredible amount of work to be a division one athlete. And now you take that and then you add the commitment of a military academy. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just amazing what these kids do. The preparation for them is just phenomenal. Um, can you just walk us through like what a, a day in the life is, is like for, for, uh, for your players from, from a whole, you know, including, including the lacrosse side, but everything else too. Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, a day in the life, uh, well, well, let me, let me start bigger picture. I think the way it's done here at West Point, because they've been doing it for 216 years now, you know, it's, it's, yeah pretty well figured out um there's there's pretty clear delineations between military time um academic time and athletic time and and we're so fortunate here um because uh, what west point is above everything else is it's here to develop leaders of character and um that's the mission that's the mission of west point and what they they feel here um is uh, athletics, particularly team athletics, play a major, major role in developing leaders, developing leaders of character, you know. So um, I've, I always feel um, what, what is such a strong point with West Point, with, with the academy here, is, you know, it's Army lacrosse is not an extracurricular activity. It's part of the curriculum. You know, yeah. it's part of what you do to develop leaders of character. So, so, um, so now going back to the day in these clear delineations, um, one of the things that, again, in recruiting, we're always trying to get over this. There's certain hurdles you need to, you need to explain and, and all. But one of them is, is I think the feeling like, hey, you know, you're out, you're doing military, you're up in the morning, you're running five miles, and then you got to go to math class. And then, you know, how do you do this? But, and it's just not that way. Um, the military piece uh, takes place mostly in the summertime. So there's different blocks in the summer. They all get vacation, um, but there are parts of your summer that, that are dedicated to military training. Um, the military piece from uh, uh, August through May is minimal. 
Um, you are in a uniform. You're always keeping a military bearing for sure. Um, you know, you're, there's no mistaking that you're at a military academy when you're here. Uh, but, you know, in terms of like um, what people would think of as army stuff, you know, PT and those sort of things, um, that's not taking place, not taking place. So, so they, they, they get up um, uh, at six, uh, 640 is formation. Um, uh, every that's an accountability. Everybody's there, and then they go in for breakfast. And then, uh, much different than most places, that, that the academic day pl takes place mostly in the morning. You know, as you know, a couple college uh, a pair of a couple college students. I'm sure, you know, everybody does their best not to not to have a class before eleven. In other places, that just doesn't. Uh, that's not how it works here. You know, you you just uh, you um, most of your classes are in the morning. Um, but there are free periods. I would liken it more to high school. Um, yeah. and then, and then at two fifty, um, our, our, uh, guys are, are let go. So there's no classes afterwards. So that's a huge advantage. Um, you know, where you have a lot of, uh, at, at other very, very strong, you know, premier academic institutions, you're consistently running up against, uh, you know, young men who, and who are, taking uh, particular majors that labs or they only meet at this certain time and now it's in you know it's interfering with practice or however you want to put it practice is interfering with the class right. um, that just doesn't happen here so 250 they're done um, and and then uh, going back to Douglas MacArthur days where uh, um, uh, there's a mantra that every cadet uh, is an athlete um, that's what happens here at West Point. So, you know, by four o'clock, uh, everybody's doing something physical. So there's a really robust um, intramurals, very robust clubs. And then, of course, uh, there's 20, I think it's 29 Division One intercollegiate um, sports here. So everybody's doing their athletics at that time because that helps to build, you know, uh, an officer. So, again, part of the curriculum. Um, and then practices is... Uh, and we will we'll come in, uh, we'll get them up here. Films during the season, we'll start at 320. We try to get out on the field about 350 um, at the latest. And then, and then you know, we'll practice. Uh, again, varies. Um, you know, max would be 210. But as uh, you get closer to the season and then, as the, and then within the week of the season, it just it st it starts to get uh, shorter and shorter. Um, and then we... Uh, um, we're in the weight room a couple times a week during the season. So um, yeah. this time of year, it's four times, um, but we're less time on the field. So, um, you know, it's pretty typical. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to have homework at night. Um, so uh, I think that our most successful students and what we're always trying to get across is those free periods during the day, maximizing that time, you know, yeah. uh, going to see your teachers. Um, you know, there is no classroom that's more than, uh, 19 students here at West Point. So you just can't have a class more than 19 people. Um, so yet you, you do have that um, strong um, interaction with your instructor during the day and, and then they're available to meet with you almost at any time. So, um, you know, we really uh, spend uh, a lot of time pushing our guys to make sure that they have, they have those, um, those one to one meetings with their teachers to, to kind of stay on top of their academics. So, um, I guess that's a, that's a long-winded way of saying there's a day in the life. There it is. The Philocrosophy Podcast is made possible in part by the JM3 Video Assessment Tool. There's no question that video is critical to player development. One way or another, your son must utilize video to learn his game and the game. To learn more, see video testimonials, or register, go to www.jm3video.com. So, um, you, you, this intermingling of the, of the culture of West Point and the culture of your program is unique, you know, um, and how do you build upon that? And, you know, what are, uh, what are the core values of your program and how does it fit between the academy and your program? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, there's, there's a lot of things here at West Point that just, they are that way, you know, um, you know, yesterday, our guys, uh, they had a, what's called an APFT. You know, it's a two-mile run for time. It's it's push-ups, sit-ups, 
and you're get you're getting a grade for it. I mean, it's it's none of this stuff is like, hey, let's just go ahead and do it. There's yeah. there's a grade that goes into your overall class rank. So, um, you know, and and so you have those sort of situations. Um, what what I chose to do 15 years ago is not complain about them. You know, um, and we embrace them. And when we have to do some things like that, uh, you know, I'm I'm quick to mention, hey, our opponents don't get to do that. You know, and that's what's going to make us a little bit tougher. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things you can complain about, but everybody has that in their program. I think yeah. it's all all in how you view it, Jamie. And, you know, uh, my, cho my choice has been, hey, let's embrace it. That's who we are. That's what we're about. And, you know, there's a real there's a reason why everybody back home, you know, wants to talk to you and wants to, you know, pat you on the back and tell you how proud they are of you. It's not because you're a Division One lacrosse player is because you're a division one lacrosse player at the United States Military Academy. And that's, that's a very special thing. So, um, you know, we, we embrace it and listen, um, our guys are, are special, um, but they're special Jamie because um, they've chosen to be um, it's they're young people, just like everybody else. And, you know, their, their likes and dislikes are not that different than any other yeah, any other place, but they've chosen to take a little bit steeper road. And, and um, you know, so it, it's not like, well, you don't have to worry about motivating or inspiring your guys. My goodness, you better be trying to do that every single day because they need it. You know, they're young people. Um, but uh, um, so for, for, you know, in terms of our, our core values, um, the, the, the things that we are speaking of the most and, and are most on our guys, we, we call it family, uh, family toughness and tradition, you know? So, you know, that family aspect of where um, we're going to love each other enough uh, to be tough on each other, you know, that, that, you know, you're going to, uh, as a, as a family member, um, you know, there's a set of standards and expectations and, and, you know, in order to be part of this family, you, you need to live to those. Um, so, um, you know, and I, and I think it, it also, when you talk family and, and, and try to create that as much as you can, um, there, there is a, it's a safe place, you know, and from that safe place, uh, I believe, you know, the best performance come from, you know, because they, they feel comfortable and empowered. Um, so, you know, we talk about uh, family, um, uh, a big tenant of what we, we talk about and, 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 and it's part of our culture is toughness. And, and that's the, that's the um, foremost amongst that is mental toughness. You know, the, the ability to um, look at some of the things that you have to do and, and, you know, I'll tell them, Hey, listen, we're, we're opening with UMass and I'm pretty sure those guys aren't feeling sorry for you. So how can I feel sorry for you? You know, like, I mean, so uh, just that, that, that embracing of, of something that is difficult and, you know, conquering that. And, and guess what? The next, you know, you might have to take on a, a higher mountain the next time and, and you'll be ready for it because you're confident that you've, you've conquered that, uh, that, uh, the previous, you've conquered that mountain the previous time. So mental toughness. Uh, on, the, uh, on the topic of mental toughness, just a quick side note, one uh, famous um, army alum, was just talking about mental toughness to his team. And he said to the Duke basketball team, Coach Krzyzewski said, be as tough as your mom. Did you see I that? Love that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, okay. there, uh, it, it is a different look at it. But boy, when you sit back and you think about it, you go, you're right. You're right. But sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Yeah. You know, and and then and then the emotional toughness, and and then you know the physical, the physical piece. But I'd kind of put the physical toughness part, um, you know, at the at the bottom of it. But yeah. you know, we want to be we want to be strong, and, and we want to be physical, um, in in the in the uh, when the opportunity presents itself in in the sport, which is less and less. But um, you know, so and then the toughness, and then the third thing we're really blessed with is the tradition. Um, embracing the tradition and always remembering, you know, that you're part of something bigger than yourself. And, and you know, the tradition of which is West Point, um, you know, the tradition uh, even bigger, the Army, the tradition of the Army, and then obviously the, the tradition of our program in which you know, we've had 101 years and, and uh, 
uh, a lot of successes over those 101 years on the field, but you know the real story lies in in, in the successes of the men uh, that made up the Army Lacrosse program and just you know amazing amazing people. Um, so we try to embrace those 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 tenants, the family, the toughness, and in the in the tradition of. Uh, very cool. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, your philosophy on player development. You know, um, you, you, um, as we know, you know, recruiting is everything. And part of that is getting great athletes, but you know, how you develop them makes a big difference. And so how do you guys look at that? How do you view it? I've been noticing a ton of uh, content coming out of your Twitter sites of a lot of your drills and stuff. It's been really great to watch and I follow it and, and, you know, it's just, I love learning new stuff, you know, both of us love talking lacrosse as much as possible, but talk to us a little bit about your philosophy and kind of how you're going about that. You know, yeah. I, I don't know that we've got groundbreaking stuff going, Jamie. Um, you know, it's rooted in the fundamentals. I mean, like that's, that's uh, the team that uh, 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 passes better, catches better and shoots better usually, you know, is, is, is the better team. Um, and I actually listened to uh, coach Berkman speak of that. And I was kind of had this big smile on my face, like, you know, wow, that's some validation, you know, one of the best of the best. And, uh, 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 saying, saying like what we talk about, you know, uh, every day. So, uh, um, I, again, I, I kind of go back to the institution on this. I, I just feel like, I feel like, um, we are, really fortunate in some ways because um, of this place, you know, uh, in, in some of the tougher times that they got to go and they got to overcome enables us on the field to really push uh, quite a bit for our guys. You know, um, we can ask for more because they've been to tough places before, if that makes sense. You know, uh, they've had to do a lot of tough things, whether it's in Kelp class or, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, so, that that kind of goes into our our player development in in which we can ask a lot while they're here um i do believe like in the player development piece the the more competitive you can make it um the at least with our guys the more fun it is and the more fun it is the more they're going to work at it and and um you know that's kind of uh if it, if it's rooted in something you know our player development is in is in competition um as as uh as funny as that might sound. No, it's brilliant because because everybody always says they want to do that, but then you know, then you end up just doing drills that become over the course of time uh, maybe not as meaningful as if um, you know, like you know, like you and I would love to be playing a one-on-one -on -one full court game to a hundred uh, with twos and threes in basketball rather than you know just shooting around. So you know, I mean, yeah, great concept. You know, so so um, if we can compete uh, as much as we can, um, you know, we, we if there's a scoreboard, um, we can put a scoreboard on it. That's great. Um, you can put a little something on it. You know, whether it's push-ups or run or sprinting or um, this this fall, I've taken to uh, a little page out of our football program and you know got some boxes of candy bars and stuff like that you know i mean we're, they're just they're just young men just like everybody else they get excited you know they can get they can get a three musketeers bar out of a out of a out of a win here um so so i think uh, uh the more you can do that um the more enjoyment they get out of it the more they're going to put into it um so um i would say that that would be kind of more of an overarching you know how we, yeah. how we go about um trying to develop our guys awesome um let's talk about your developing yourself um i always love talking to coaches to try to figure out what they're doing generally what they're doing lately who do they who have they had interesting conversations with you know whether it's other sports or other coaches in, in lacrosse or the the, the powwows so give us a little bit of a sense of like you know what you're trying to do to sharpen your own saw yeah um well, I, I, I saw that, uh, you know, or we mentioned a prelim here, like, you know, sharpen your saw. And, and one of the things I felt like me personally was just what we talked about it right at the beginning, you know, um, trying to put myself into some com competitive situations, um, you know, just I'm, I'm coming up on 50, but try to try to be competitive myself because you, it, it helps me coach, you know, like. I'm watching myself react under certain things or when somebody says something to me or, you know, how am I talking to a guy as a player type of thing. So um, it, it's, it's a small thing, but it's something that, that uh, I think has helped um, 
me and my coaching. Um, but, you know, outside of that, um, I mentioned right at the beginning, you know, uh, I, I've uh, in recent times, as you started to put out this lot of content, a lot, a lot of content, um, you know, I've made time to watch your stuff. I've always enjoyed our conversations that we've had over the years because I, I feel like I walk away learning something almost every time. So, um, you know, whether whether you're, you know, you're doing just some break game uh, tape breakdowns, uh, um, listen to your podcast. Those are those have been really helpful. Um, we try to clinic as a staff uh, once with with a staff or two every year that I've been here whether they'll come up here or we'll go down there. And, and there's been a long list of programs that we've done it with. And, you know, you're just, little, it, it's, it's not, I don't know that we've ever walked away with like a new offense. That's not it. Um, it's, it's a, uh, a different way of saying something, a better way of explaining it. You know, wow, I like what they said. That's clearer than what, how we're doing it right now. Oh, I love that drill right there. Um, um, so, you know, we do that with outside staffs. Uh, we've got amazing coaches here at West Point, um, you know, to sit in on basketball programs. That's been, that was something that I did uh, quite a bit when I was at Duke University. Um, and, you know, we'll just meet with some different staffs or, you know, pick their brain on some best practices or some of the best principles. Um, that, that's, a, that's a way. And then, you know, you try, I'm trying to, I try to stay in a book, um, all the time, you know, um, and, and majority of those things are around leadership and, 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 uh, development, you know, self-help kind of stuff. So, um, you know, those are some just different, different, different ways. I don't know that any of it is, is unique, um, yeah. but, um, I, I have found over the years, Jamie, um, with the demands of the job, like the days of getting on the phone and just kind of talking to other coaches has been less and less, you know, yeah. there's a couple, there's a couple that now and again, you, you chat with, you know, it, it feels like when you go to a coach's convention now, like, it's like, man, or, you know, you just haven't, you haven't, uh, you haven't really spoken to him in a long time. I know, man. I feel so. Um, it's, uh, you know, so some of these other ways that I've mentioned are, are the ways that you try to just try to stay current. And, and um, you know, the other thing that I'm again, really blessed with, with, with uh, Kyle George Alice and Justin Ward and Rick Lewis, um, you know those guys are 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 uh, lifelong learners too. So uh, we meet every day and and um, at nine o'clock and sometimes, you know, you go, man, I don't know how productive that was uh, <laughs> that meeting I just had, but um, you know, in terms of checklists, you know, like you know, we didn't have a long checklist, but we spent time together and it was like, Hey, I talked to so-and-so or, Hey, I, you know, I was thinking about this, um, you know, outside of plan and practice, watching and, and watching film and all. And I, I'll add that last one too, uh, Jamie is, is we do, um, we watch, uh, all of our practice film together as a staff. Um, we watch, um, uh, of an opponent will always watch at least one game together, maybe a game and a half. And um, even though we're all coaching different aspects of it, I feel like that that's one, you know, when you talk about sharpening your saw, oh, yeah. um, when you got, when you got eight eyes on it, um, that that's helpful. That's, yeah. I, I found that to be really helpful. Not the most efficient, you know, it isn't oh. the most efficient, but it's, 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 I think it's really good in developing your staff, having them, you know, have an understanding of what's going on on both ends and, and then to hear their ideas is, is really, you know, is, is great for me, um, you know, um, to, to kind of keep things fresh or like hear it. And, you know, I remember when, and maybe you come up with a combination of something that works for you. I learned so much from watching practice film. I mean, any film you can learn from, but I, I feel like watching practice film, I might've learned almost the most because you, you know what you're doing, you can set it up. And then all of a sudden you're like, they ran the drill incorrectly, but it was brilliant. It was the best thing I've ever seen. And all of a sudden it's a new drill. And you're like, God, what a great result that was, you know? And, uh, you know, it's really neat, you know, just finding, um, just like you said, the little nuggets. I mean, you're not, you know, if you're a lifelong student, you know, it's just those littlest things that you add to your arsenal that just make such a big difference. I, I have a story there and I don't mean to bore the, the, the listeners with it, but it was, it was uh, kind of that aha moment when it comes to that, the little things. Um, 
is a night as 1996 and um so it was my first year at duke and i remember um it, back then you know it was pretty free access to go see basketball practice if as long as you're a staff member so i remember going to coach k's basketball practice and we're sitting up in the bleachers and i i just was like so pumped up and so excited uh to uh you know watch what coach k was doing you know and then you know confident i was going to be able to take what they were doing and turn it into our offense or you know something along those lines you know and um i remember i can i can still remember the area of the court he was he was with trajan langdon you remember trajan langdon you know back in the, in the late 90s he was the premier shooter in 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 the country um in college basketball and i just remember him like or what i remember most from that from that time was watching him talk with Trajan about coming off a pick and how he wanted him to square and where his hand should be. And that's, and I was like, that was my aha moment. Like that's when you go to see or talk to somebody, that's what you're looking for. Like just that one little thing, you know, and, and it's not the big thing. It's not the big picture. Rarely are you walking out of any conversation where, everything gets flipped upside down or you're going in a whole right. other direction, but it's just to watch, you know, here's the best of the best in terms of the basketball coach. And at the time, the best of the best in the shooter. And they were just talking about like little things. And, you know, so it was a great message for me as a coach to, you know, make that investment in those smaller parts of the game um, with your players, but also in when you're going to clinic or, do something like, hey, it's it's not the big stuff that you're probably going to walk away with. It's that it's that nugget, you know. It's that that detail. You know, speaking of basketball, you know, I think so many lacrosse coaches have spent a lot of time either playing or watching or studying basketball. There are so many similarities. Um, I did that. You know, I, I I spent time sort of studying uh, Bobby Knight, Indiana. Um, back in the around that time, ninety four, West Pointer. That's where he got started. I know, he was at West, I Point, West Point. Um, I read West all his books. I went to I went to Bloomington. I went to a practice. Spent three years there. Awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And um, you know, I just I mean, literally a lot of the stuff. You know, uh, just how to read the defense and the, the concepts. I mean, what I watched those Bobby Knight videos with him, like on you know whiteboard, and he's like, I believe that at Indiana you know, what we do is as good as any and better than most. <laughs> that was one of his quotes. True but, statement. True statement. Other than <laughs> by that man, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, my question to you, though, is how do you take basketball? I, and I don't mean in this individual skill level because that's pretty transferable. But from an, from an offensive, uh, in particular, an offensive perspective, how do you how do you translate it? Because like you know, when you try to translate it, it's like, oh, this is going to be awesome, and then it's like, eh, it doesn't really work that well. Because you know, you can slash the crap out of somebody when the ball's on, you know, be fed yeah. inside, or you know, the spacing's different, um, all that stuff. Have you have you thought about that at all, as far as how to translate things? I, I think some of the things that uh, we grab from like the Army basketball staff um, are more drill oriented like adapting drills you know um there's there's a couple that come to mind that like are real staples for us that we just grabbed right off of basketball and how they did it and and um you know obviously you, you got to augment it and change it to, to, to and adapt it but um um you know from a a big team uh piece a little bit like in the in the again wouldn't be the five man stuff as much as the two man stuff and, and, and how they're picking and how they talk about their picking and, and they're slipping and, you know, how they're turning. Um, yeah. So I, again, I, I think more of like the smaller pieces is, yeah. what, is what you grab. Um, you know, I, I love, uh, I think, uh, you know, basketball kids, they on the floor, they can, they really compete, you know. I know the Army basketball team and the ones I've been around for the last 20 years, right? Uh, the Duke basketball kids, and, and uh, you know, I just like I find that inspirational, you know, and how they how they compete, how they compete on the floor. Yeah, something try to transfer to our guys. Yeah, no doubt. It's amazing in basketball too, just how much detail there is with the different sorts of screens 
and you know the different the different variations of them. I mean, there's so many different cuts and curls and pops and reads. I remember, you know, reading these Bobby Knight books and 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 saying, you know, in Bobby Knight's offense, it was a total read offense, and 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 it wouldn't be that uncommon to see a passer throw a pass and it would bounce right out of bounds. And it was because the passer was making a read that the cutter didn't see. And all of a sudden, you know, but it's all about, you know, what Bobby Knight would always talk about is, you know, don't, don't spend a whole lot of time looking at the ball. You need to be able to see your man and read the defense. And, you know, I think those are some of the things that you learn from basketball that are just like so amazing. And, and another quote, I just read this the other day, actually, about how the, they were, they're using um, as far as seeing the, seeing the floor, this is a soccer uh, manager from like uh, Manchester City or something where they they noticed that the the best players in the world 10 seconds before they received the ball would turn their heads six to eight times whereas the average players in the world that were playing at that premier level would be more like three or four head turns and that they're just ability to scan and see the floor and you know it's just amazing to just you know hear these little things and then try to figure out how to how to apply them. And so it's just really cool stuff. It was always a big thing, like offensively, um, or, you know, hearing Coach K talk about playing your man on offense. Yeah. You play your man on offense. Like, you know, defender, you know, I always used to hearing that as a defender to play your man, you know, on offense, you play your man. Like, what is he giving you? And then, you know, within the screens or how they're opened up. Um, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, that that's uh, right, right along. Uh, what you're saying, and I think of uh, a quote from Magic Johnson. This is way back when, and he talked really about his. Um, he he really uh, believes like his passing ability isn't necessarily comes from his vision, but it's just understanding of where people should be, yeah. you know, on the floor, and this is where they should be, um, and so he just knows where to look, you know, uh, because that's where they should be. Um, you know, that, that innate sense as opposed to like being just that phenomenal vision or, you know, obviously <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's got that too. Uh, uh, but, you know, again, just some, some things that go along with what you're saying. With yeah. Basketball. Did I see on, I think I saw on Twitter that Justin Ward said that you guys, he posted a picture of the uh, Duke offensive basketball playbook <laughs> or something. Yeah. I was going through it and um, I want in on that. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Um, I was just going through my my files here, and, and I said to uh, I just told them yesterday. I go, I got to have a reorg a reorganization because 14 years, I got a lot of stuff piled up, and I'm going to yeah. take some time to just uh, do a better job of organizing it. And I'm sure I'm going to stumble upon some some kernels. But yeah, that one that one came from uh, actually. Uh, it was my first year there. Quinn Snyder gave it to me. Wow. Um, he was an assistant coach there, and you know, I was able to engage him a couple of times um, early on. I think he was only there one year. Uh, we only crossed over for one year. Uh, but it was this, it was the Duke motion offense, and, and um, I, I was going through it, and uh, or I don't know, I was going through some of my files, and I had it, and I was like, oh, Justin will love this, you know, so I just – I handed it over to him and, and uh, he took to it. And, and again, it was like, you know, just a lot of like screening little tips and, you know, audibles and concepts that they, they use because again, uh, at least at that time. And I think, you know, even watched them the other night, it, it's a lot of, um, I don't want to call it feel play, but it's, it's feel play. I mean, you know, there may be an initial, an initial, high ball screen or something like that. But, you know, from there, now it's a lot of like um, communication, um, you know, conversing back and forth as they go, audibles um, or and or just feel to how your man is playing you and, and what's happening with, with the ball itself. So um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, so he, 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 uh, he enjoyed yeah, it. Awesome. What about, um, do you ever do you ever get over to the football program and, and sort of like try to figure you know learn things? I mean, like you know maybe defensive back footwork as it relates to you know being a shorty or uh, you know honestly, there's just so many amazing analogies. Yeah. You've got like you know you've got all of these sport programs and these great coaches around. What have you learned from football? Um, yeah, football a, a, a lot. Um, 
with their um, D backs. I mean, if you're talking specific with it, you know, it's some of the some of the D back drills, some of the footwork drills we do. Not nothing that's you know revolutionary, but um, I kind of think of them as football. You know, um, uh, football drills. They they had a thing. Uh, it's so true. Is uh, they they were wearing around a shirt for a while. It came from the strength program, you know, like an army football. And on the back, it was loose hips, sink ships, you know, so that that was like the focus, the looser they got, they could get their hips, you know, they're going to beat Navy, you know, that was the, that was the, the, the takeaway on that. But um, he, um, uh, so there's a little bit with that, you know, with our, our, our football guys, um, you know, Coach Monken has, has done an amazing job here. And I've had, had a chance to kind of, you know, just talk about best practices with him. That, that came from more of like organizational um, yeah. standpoint than, than, you know, like what's happening uh, on the field. And, and uh, I, I've, I've had a chance to kind of watch what he's done with the program in terms of um, how he's maybe just loosened the reins. I don't want to say loosen the reins a little bit, but uh, um, de-emphasize certain pieces. And, 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 you know, they've got a program now that's a really, really bunch of filled with really, really tough kids and, you know, how he has put more emphasis in uh, to, to rest and recovery and, yeah. and you know, than, than it was five years ago when he took over, you know, cause he had to establish something. So uh, that's a, really a, smart and interesting, a, a culture of toughness. So, you know, it, it, it's, it is, I don't know the kind of press it gets nationally, I'm sure to some extent, but, you know, just being side by side with them because um, we're, we're up in the same facilities that they are. Um, it, it has been um, nothing short of awesome to watch what they've done with that program that, that for a long time has really struggled to compete. And you know, I think they're seven and two this year or 10 and two last year, 11 and two, um, you know, uh, consecutive winning seasons, things that are they're not easy to do at, at, in any sport in college, um, um, you know, uh, and then to do it here at West Point in football, uh, that staff is awesome. awesome. Very cool. All right, switching gears. I always would, I always remember hearing in particular, Coach Kava would always be like, yeah, they really know who they are. <laughs> that is Coach Kava. Yeah. But but I think it's it's a pretty amazing statement. I wanted to get your opinion on that because there's a lot of coaches that are listening, and I think it's 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 really important. I think to have a vision for what you want to be as program, but it's also really important to kind of know who you are. And so, how, how do you look at that, view that, and apply it to you know your your team and the way you coach? Well, I, I, this was said to me. I, I, you go to West Point, and or when you're at West Point, you really get these pretty unique opportunities because um, a lot of great leaders want to come here and learn about your leadership. Not, not me personally, Joel Barisi, but the Academy, um, you know, so they, they'll come, they'll speak, but then they'll spend a lot of time talking to officers and, you know, different folks. So uh, a couple of, couple of uh, um, summers ago, uh, Eric Spolster was here and uh, it was really, we had a chance to maybe be with like about 15 people and you're all in a room one evening and you're just talking. And he, and he talked about his team about 60, 40. And he, and he thought you go into the season, like this is knowing about 60% of who you are. There's a 40%, you know, there's just development in the season, like who you are, who you think you are, you know, and then who you become or, what it is like there's 40% of it is, is, is figuring it out on the fly. I don't want to say fly cause it, yeah. it makes it sound like you're not thinking about it, but there's an, a, there's an evolution, you know, there's an, there's an evolution that goes on and that's really stuck with me a little bit. So, you know, I, I think, I think uh, when you look at your team and your strengths and what you want to emphasize and, you know, um, the standards are what you emphasize in your culture, you know, I mean, uh, some of that that's unwavering, but, who you are as a team, um, I think is like this evolution, you know, and, and um, if you just believe like, hey, um, this is who we are, um, you could be putting yourself in a bit of a box, you know, you, right. you might not be growing as much as, as you potentially could. Um, so I think, I think there are some, 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 you know, 
pieces and non-negotiables, you know, for us and in, in, in our approach. Um, but I do think there's a pretty healthy of like, hey, let's see what, what we can be, you know, and who we can be. How often have you gone into a year thinking you're going to, you know, run, you know, one offense as a main offense and another offense as sort of the next up and then have it be completely different? No question. No question. So, you know, there, there, there is, uh, there hasn't been a, a season that we've started like, and we're going to be really multiple defensively, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, and, and uh, like, you know, to the point, like, I, I can't even say it to straight face to my my staff anymore. You know, uh, you want to prepare to be, um, but but in the end, um, I think I think uh, philosophically, uh, Jamie is you know simple is better. You know, if if you've got something that's that's working for you, um, and your guys can really understand it and and they can execute it, um, and they can play with speed, um, you know, in doing it. Then, then you run with it, and you know, let's not overcomplicate it for them. And and you know, we we look at it, and I'll, I'll say to our guys all the time when we're watching film, or when we do some pretty exhaustive scouting reports with them, you know, I just hold it up, or I look at it, I said, fellas, this is speed right here. That's what we're doing. You know, we're talking about speed. Film is speed. Scouting report is speed. Because once you know what you're supposed to do um, and you understand you got a somewhat of an understanding of what to expect from your opponent. And more importantly, you know, what you need to do, then you're going to, you're going to do it faster. You're going to, you're going to be more efficient. So, um, you know, uh, we try to try to make it as simple as possible. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's not, I don't want to say we, we've, we've done that great, but you know, that, that sim simple is better. Yeah. There's no doubt. Okay, switching gears again. Um, when you're evaluating players, recruiting, talking about um, looking at athletes, I mean, obviously, recruiting is an art. Recruiting is luck. Recruiting is hard work. Recruiting, you know, uh, there's a lot of elements to it. When you look at the NFL and the fact that, you know, they can't seem to get it right um, at that level with all the resources, and it's not early recruiting, right? These guys are 21, 22, 23 years old oftentimes. So, you know, you think about what you want in a player. Um, what, what's your overall, what, when you go to a game, what's, what, are, what are the first things you're kind of looking at and, and you're, you know, thinking about as you're watching players? Um, well, you know, for, for us, I mean, I don't know that we've got any great science to it, but you, you're, you are looking for those athletic kids, you know, those guys are a little more fast twitch and, 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 you know, have the speed, have the capacity maybe to get bigger, um, you know, uh, to, we, we've got a lot of belief in our, our strength program here and, and maybe, you know, get stronger. Uh, do they have those physical attributes? Do they have something um, within their hands, you know, that are just, they're, they're, they're a little more gifted that way, you know, whether it's gifted and one-handed, you know, like that, boy, you know, you can, you can get that right hand all the time. You know, he just does, and he's really, really good with it. Or, you know, they have that gift with two hands, um, ambidexterity. Um, you know, so, so those are just, you know, those pieces. And then you, you, there's guys like, you know, there's, there's like shooters, Jamie, and then there's scorers, you know. Like, yeah. so, so in the end, in the end, you, you – from an offensive perspective, you kind of like look at the production piece, you know, like, hey, you know, you got your notes, this guy did this and this, and he was involved in these plays. It's not always about goal scoring. I'm trying not, I don't want to get that to the parents, like, you know, Johnny's got to score five goals right. to, for Army to be recruited. But, you know, they're, they're just involved in plays when, when, when the ball goes in and you just kind of see, and that guy produces. And um, that tends to stick with us a little bit more than, you know, the kid who's got the big windup and can shoot it you know, 600 miles an hour, but it goes flying by the goal, you know. Um, so I, I, there's just a variety of things. I, I don't have a checklist. I don't, I don't go in saying, you know, um, we don't have a rating system of like, you know, one through five on foot speed, one through five, you know, we're just not that, not that um, technical, I guess, you know, we just try to jot down what we see um, uh, and, and then, run it from there this is one of the 
one of the big, uh, I think, paradoxes is that when, when we're looking at players, we tend to look at, you know, like you said, their fast twitch and, you know, their ability to really, you know, we're all looking for someone who can run by somebody. Sure. And then defensively, you know, you want somebody that can cover that guy that can run by people. Um, and yet the guys that play for us are the smartest guys that have a certain ability to run by somebody or defend, but, but it's, 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 you know, the, the smartest players are going to help you win because it's a team game. And if you don't play as a team, you know, you're not going to win as a team. And if you're not smart, you can't anticipate, you can't process. It's really hard to do these things. And so, you know, how do you, it's one, I think it's one of the hardest parts of recruiting when you say no to a guy because you just don't think he's athletic enough. And then he turns around and he's like, he's you know, six. an unbelievable player, you know, yeah. so how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you figure that one out? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep listening to your podcast so you can okay. tell me how to figure it out. I, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, it's, well, it's, like you? You know, it's not, it's not, it's just, it's not a science, you know, it's yeah. not a science. Um, one of, one of the things that, um, Again, I just keep coming back to this institution um, where where we see something we like in a person, and 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 you know we start to give them a better understanding of like what West Point is, and you know this this in this place is a leadership place, and um, and these are some of the opportunities that are are born from here, um, and and this young man gets interested, you feel really good, Jamie, about the individual uh, capacity to work, the individual's capacity to um, adapt uh, because, and, 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 and above all else, the fact that, you know, there's a willingness to become part of something bigger than who they are, you know, so, so there's a humility to them. Um, so that's really where the institution helps us in recruiting because as you start to move down the line and you start to make these decisions and the kid wants those things, they don't, you know, it may not even come out in your conversations, the things I've just said, but you're like, man, he's thinking this through and this is, and he's thinking about this you know, this guy, you know, he wants to be part of something bigger than himself. He's, he's going to be, you know, it, it's, it's not a, it's not an absolute, but, there, there is in his subconscious, you know, or, or maybe he's consciously making that decision, but that guy's going to probably be pretty coachable, um, you know, because you're going to have to take some orders before, you know, not just on the lacrosse field, uh, right. you know, that kid, that kid's going to know, you know, is willing to, um, you know, take, take a steeper path to get to higher place, you know, take, take that steeper slope. Um, um, so those are real benefits to, to recruiting and, and uh, ones that, you know, um, I rely on really, you know, I mean, I just, just in recruiting for this institution, um, how would I do it in another place? You know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, you gotta have some different, you gotta, you gotta know your place, right. You gotta know your institution and, and um, a lot of great coaches out there and guys have been doing it at a high level. So they've obviously figured it out. No doubt. You know, it's pretty funny when I was recruiting, I, I pretty much got, when I first started, it, it, you know, nobody knew what Denver was and I had a rating system and I had notes on every single guy. And then as you know, as, as your program gets better, it's not that you're working any less, but you don't, you don't have to, you're, you're just kind of looking for somebody you want, you know? Yeah. And um, the way I pretty much would decide who I wanted was completely based on, was it interesting to watch them play? <laughs> because there's so much boring lacrosse when you're sitting there on the turf at whatever event. And it is like, it's like a head bobber when you see just another alley dodge. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like, all right, yeah. All right, let's classify him as like the best alley dodger out here. Yeah, maybe I want him. He's a sick athlete. But in the end, finding players that actually did interesting things, yeah. you know, was I think actually like equated to – a little bit of IQ and creativity and maybe some opportunity to, you know, to develop that. So that's, that's what you saw in Matt Brown. That's <laughs> what I saw in Matt Brown. A lot of those Canadians. But actually, that's why I like talking to you, Jamie, because there's always, you always, there's a, there's a unique spin on how, how you look at things. 
it's just like it's hard to watch you know the the same thing over and over and over again you know <laughs> um, but uh you know it's the thing you were talking about as far as the process you got to go through to you know um a minute ago you were mentioning like finding out what a kid's really about and is he willing to take that steep you know the, the past left path less traveled you know that's is that's in a lot of ways your process helps you figure out those intangibles uh, in and of itself doesn't it no doubt no doubt you know it it, it does and and again it, it's not I, I really, I've, I've struggled for a bunch of years to kind of figure out like, hey, who, who is that kid or how do you describe him? You know, do you just describe him as special and, you know, you're talking about this special kid and, you know, you're talking, you know, hey, these guys are special and there's the mom sitting with the 16-year-old son who's, you know, and she's thinking to myself, like, I cannot get this kid to clean up his room. You know, like, this guy isn't very special. You know, like, I love my son, but he's not that special. You know, like, and, you know, so you didn't want to go that way. And then you certainly don't want to say, well, these guys aren't special because that's not what I believe. And, and I really arrived at, you know, what makes them special is, is their desire to be special. You know, their desire to do something um, that's a little tougher. You know, it's a little harder, but uh, the rewards of it are gr far greater, in my opinion. You know, uh, uh, when you do it, so um, it is. Again, it's it's uh, it's it is. Uh, you know, it's, in my opinion, the greatest school in the world. And and um, you know, but to be the greatest school in the world, you know, there has to be some challenges to it. It can't you know, it can't be that easy because um, everybody would do it. You know, everybody. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it does, uh, uh, again, I'm, I'm, as I said at the beginning, just very passionate and, and I love this play, I'm passionate about West Point, United States Military Academy. And, um, I find like the more I'm here, uh, the deeper that grows really. It's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your passion for West Point and lacrosse and basketball and workouts and recruiting and everything else that we've uh, really come to love chatting about over the years. So I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, best of luck in 2019. And uh, maybe we can carve out an hour at the IMLCA to talk lacrosse. I'd like that, Jamie. All right, man. Be in touch. Thanks so much, Joe. All right. Appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Take care. The Philocrosophy Podcast is brought to you in part by the JM3 Coaches Training Program. If you are a coach interested in sharpening your saw, like so many of the guests on the show, you are going to love the content in this program. Go to www.jm3coaches.com for more information.